Hi. Hi. You're not going to make magical noises? No, because this is pre-show. We're doing it all together. Oh, all together now. All together now. Exactly okay. like that. That's in, cool. in, intro song? Yeah. Let's get on. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Since we've been fucking MIA for a couple weeks. I know. But Whatever. Life. Life, life happens. Life is hard. Life has been hard for the last two weeks. Yeah. It has. Not as hard as the Cool Patrol guy. His <laughs> orgy for one. <laughs> yes. Everybody, um, you know my love of ninja sex party. Uh, the group. They came out with a new song. It's called Orgy for One. And it's amazing. Go they, ahead, Sarah. Tell them all about it. Um, I don't know, but there's a sparkly, sparkly cape. Yep. And some corn dog action. Corn dogs? Were there... that, wasn't that a corn dog that he had? That he was like putting between the pillows? It looked like a fucking corn dog. <laughs> like one of those weird Disney corn dogs that looks really like a penis. No, he didn't put anything between the pillows. He just said the pillows look like a butt. And then he had a corn dog that he was like putting towards the pillows. Did he? Yeah, he totally did. Did he? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. There was like a phallic thing there. Like a kind of like a dick. I think you wanted to see a dick there. Uh, no. I didn't, oh. want to see, I didn't want to see a dick there. I have a story about wanting to see dicks. Okay. <laughs> so. uh, that's going to be the tagline of the book of my life. Wanted to see, see dicks. dicks. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, not rated for children. Don't want, listen to us around children. Or really old people. Unless they're cool old people. Cool old people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, okay. So um, I hurt my back two weeks ago taking out a huge mound of garbage, right? I blame David. A massive, yeah, it is David's fault. Um, massive amount of garbage. Uh, and I had to make several trips to and from the dumpster mm-hmm. uh, to do this. And as I was going, it was actually a really nice day and there were lots of really pretty puffy clouds everywhere. Okay. And I was looking around and I was like, huh. Was there a dick cloud? That cloud looks like a dick. Nice. That's crazy. And then I turned around and I was walking the other direction and I looked up and I was like, that other cloud looks like a dick too. And then I grabbed some more trash and went back out and there was a third cloud. And I was like, wow, that cloud also looks like a dick. So do you think that it was you just had dicks in the mind? And then my brain went, huh, I think I'm ovulating. (laughs) But yeah, but there's definitely a corn dog in in that video. Well, it wasn't just me. Watch it. We'll watch yeah. it again. But yeah, and lots of Kleenex, like so much. There's Kleenex. a lot of Kleenex. Like, that was that's an expensive amount of Kleenex in that video. And I think it depends on where you bought it from. That's true. But even like 99 cent store Kleenex, like that was a lot. Like that whole like shower <laughs> of Kleenex that like covered him. I feel like that's probably a good like 40 bucks worth of Kleenex right there. No. Yeah. What's really expensive is the uh, fire on the stage. That's oh, expensive. Yeah. And the exploding chair that happened with multiple women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expensive pyrotechnics. So go see uh, Orgy of One on the YouTubes because it's hilarious. It's worth your time. And then go watch Cool Patrol again yeah. <laughs> because you can never have too much Cool Patrol. I feel bad if I had brought the little backpack with me. I had extra. I know. I'm really sad that I do not have a Cool Patrol bracelet now. I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go to work tomorrow, feeling like really sad. You have my Cool Patrol bracelet. I want to take your Cool Patrol bracelet because then you won't be cool anymore. Okay, that's true. Just bring me one next time. Okay. Or else I'll be sad. 
Um, so speaking of cool shit, you want to see this thing that I ordered for the husband? Yeah. Because he's obsessed with pirates and booty right now. <laughs> Not in a dirty way. Uh-huh. Uh, because you know that Sea of Thieves game is coming out soon? Have you heard of this one? No, only from you. Um, yeah, Patrick's, like, obsessed. Like, literally obsessed. He's played it. Every time it comes on, like, beta or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like, I love you, okay, bye. And then goes and plays this fucking game. And then at, like, 2 in the morning, I wake up because he's, like, yelling because somebody fucking, you know, stole his ship and and tried to kill him or shot him out of a cannon or I don't fucking know. That's the problem with having your gaming area inside your sleeping area. Yeah, except this other option is to take over my art room, which I'm not okay with. That's true. And then he'll wake up chainsaw. That's true. Okay. So, anyway, this is the back of the cup. Oh, sorry. This is on one side. Oh, that's cool. And then the other side, oh, he can't hear me. So one side is like a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. style skull, and the other side is the Sea of Thieves logo. That's awesome. Like how fucking rad is that? And it's that? a stein. Yeah, so that's he can awesome. drink beer while he's playing his pirate game. <laughs> yeah, so this chick's um, Scratch That Glass like does all like custom etching shit. Oh, that's cool. And so she made it for him. I love glass etching. Uh, yeah, me too, and I suck at it, so I'm really glad that she is making it. Because then I can just buy stuff from her. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it if there's a stencil involved. Other than that, I'm not. I'm scared to use any kind of like rotary tool. Yeah. Because I'm clumsy as fuck, and I just know that I will break myself. Oh yeah, she like she made this really cool. Oh, is that how she does it? Because I've done glass etching with the like. Oh yeah, that's totally hand done and not done with a stencil. Yeah. Um, because no, like I've done I've done it with the the paste that you put on the glass. Oh, okay. That etches it. That's easy to do, but that she's advanced level, right? I know. One hundred percent advanced level. Skill. But yeah, so scratch that glass. You check her up. Scratch that glass, Etsy. Uh, Instagram, probably Etsy too. I don't fucking know. Oh, God, Instagram. I know you don't like the Instagram, but Plus, whatever. I don't like social media. Um, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like being social. But <laughs> you're on all the social media. But I don't have to talk to anybody. Like, I can just be like, whatever. I'm just going to like this thing. And I don't have to talk to you or look at your shit. Or... I hate people, man. Yeah. Uh, would you rather never age or never die? Um, I, fuck, that's hard. I mean, isn't that Because like, I'm super gorgeous right thing? now. Well, no, because like. So I could just be 90 and drop dead, but still look as fucking amazing as I do right now. Mm. Or I could wither, right, and become like a crony, old crony, crony hag, but just never die. And then I'll fucking be Methuselah, like, curled up. And by then I'll be so short from my back and osteoporosis that I'll look like, you know, a tiny, tiny midget hobbit. Yeah. So I'm going to go with looking this good forever until I die. So never age. Yeah. How about you? I, I find them to be the same thing. Because if you're never aging, then your body's never degrading. So in theory, as long as some outside source doesn't kill you, you won't die. It's true. I, I think they're the same thing. Okay. But I still want to look this good forever. Because I'm fucking awesome. No, I'm very full these of aren't fun. Well, why'd you pick boring ones? I don't know. Ah! And why are you watching videos? I didn't. It did a you thing. You totally did videos. It's cool. It's okay. We like you anyway. <laughs> you like me anyway. Even though even though ads pop up, we still like you. Yeah, seriously. Your internet is so crazy fast. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, because I have the husband who fucking games 24 Oh, here we go. Here's the adults one. I am 17. Don't lie to plus. yourself. I'm 17 plus. 
What? Are you kidding me? You're this 17 is supposed like to be, I'm 21. This is supposed to be like the the 17 plus one. And their question is, would you rather go vegan for one month or not leave your home for one month? I'd rather go vegan for a month. Uh, I was vegan for two years, so I'm like, that's not really a hardship. Oh, it made noises at me. Okay. Next. Why Apple or Android? Uh, uh, well, okay, uh, I'm cursed. So if I buy an Android product, it breaks within a month, guaranteed. Cool. It's mm-hmm. a fun fact. So I can never have anything but an, an iPhone because every Android I've had, like, literally craps out and dies within the first month, and I'll go through, like, four replacement phones, and they all die within a month. That and then sucks. I finally say, fuck it, and buy an iPhone again. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. Would you rather live in Texas or live in California? Obviously California. California. Hey. How is that a question? I don't know. <laughs> like, These are boring, and I even, would, would you rather be Thor or be Iron Man? Uh, definitely Thor, because if you've seen Chris Hemsworth, I'd rather look at him in the mirror if I'm looking at myself. I feel so bad, because he's a beautiful, beautiful man. But the moment he cut his hair, I was like, oh, I'm no longer interested in you. <laughs> like, now I'm like, oh, you're just attractive. See, I feel like he's just as hot, but he has to wear that Thor outfit. If he's, like, the race car driver in Rush, I'm like, meh. Yeah, these are stupid. But I also think hot guy is the cutest adventure, because I'm weird. You think Hot Guy is the cutest adventure? I do. I think Hot Guy <laughs> is the cutest. It's in his name, Ashley. Okay. Would you rather Dirty Version? There you go. Is this going to actually be dirty? I don't know. It's called Dirty Version. Yeah, but the last one was supposed to be dirty, and that one was really lame and asked me about Texas. <laughs> I know. So I don't trust it. Would you extreme? No, I don't want push notifications. Yes, extreme. No. Why? Try it for free. <laughs> No, cancel. I'm not going to give you my password. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. Never drama. mind. Okay, we're just going to come up with our own would you rathers. Would you rather find a, a bug in your food or find a hair in your food? Oh, those are equally disgusting. I know. That's why I came up with it. I don't know. I can't, I can't choose because they're literally both horrible options. No, you have to choose. You have to choose one. You're starving to death. If you don't eat this meal, you're going to die. One meal a has a bug in it, one meal. Okay. Because it's protein. It's extra and protein. protein is good for you. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> would you rather wake up and have all of your teeth replaced with toes? Oh, God. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> or. Are they my toes? Are my are the teeth on my feet now? No. You just have random toes. Feet teeth. Oh. You have, you have feet. <laughs> Or, um, every time Jeremy turns into a clown, and you can only have clown sex. And you have to look at him, you can't put a bag over his head or keep it dark. Clown sex. Wow. <laughs> I really don't like feet teeth. No. <laughs> I'm not a fan of feet. Yeah. I'm not, I have to keep my toenails painted, because if they're not painted, they creep me out. Oh, I should have asked you if you'd rather barf off forever. Or have feet teeth. You have to watch people throwing up for the rest feet of teeth. your life. <laughs> feet teeth. Feet teeth. Well, I feel like eventually it wouldn't bother me anymore. I would be desensitized. But right? maybe it would with feet teeth, too. That's so gross. Why did you come up with feet teeth? What kind of fever dream is that? <laughs> um, I don't know. Staring at my... Your feet teeth? No, my, um, my wreath that has a bunch of, like... Toes and fingers and eyeballs and ears on it. I don't know why feet teeth came to mind. It's in there, so I just can't see it. You can see the back of an eyeball from here. 
the other wreath. <laughs> I thought you were saying the one on your door. I was oh, like, no. no, that one's cute, and I'm up for Christmas Day. Excuse, Excuse me. you. Okay. Would you rather have to pick your nose every time someone says your name? Like, compulsively. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't stop yourself. Right. Or, or would you rather... Mm, have to bite and eat your fingernails every time someone says I love you. Hmm. Well, no one loves me and I have a cold heart. So I'm going to go with that one. (laughs) That's so wrong. Your husband said I I love you twice as he walked up the stairs to you. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I also bite my nails anyway, so that really wouldn't bug me. Okay. Have you seen my fucking nails? I mean, yeah. They're short, but they're not. Why do you think they're really short? (laughs) Because I cut them so I won't bite them. (laughs) Look how pink I am today. I know, I noticed. And you're black on the other side. Uh, Yeah, it happens when you paint in the middle of the night and you can't sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Aww. So it's fun being an insomniac narcoleptic. I sleep really hard for like two hours and then I'm up. <laughs> I've seen that happen. <laughs> I know. I also sleep really hard for like 35 seconds and then I'm up again too. <laughs> oh, I'm really no fun at the beginning of movies. Uh, what did we go see together? We fell asleep in. <laughs> Anything I've ever gone to go see. Oh, but you know what I saw is Winchester. Oh, is it good? Patrick and I finally had our like first date in, you know, Forever. since we had a kid. Yeah. Um, well, no, since I guess Star Wars. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it would have been better if he'd ever actually been to the Winchester Mystery House, uh, but he hasn't because he's not from California. So it wasn't as cool for him. So we're going to go one day. Oh, cool. Because we, like, looked it up afterwards, and they have, they've expanded, they've mm-hmm. opened up rooms that were closed before, mm-hmm. so I think we should all take a road trip mm-hmm. up north. And serve alcohol now. I think you should go there, yeah. and then we should head to the wine country that's, like, directly east of it, Yeah. and then come back down and see if my mom, like, watched, like, Chainsaw for a weekend. That'd be Because fun. that would be an awesome weekend. Yeah. And I We agree. can take him. Um, Jeremy's never been either. Oh. I know. We can pop their Winchester for, like, cherries. <laughs> Winchester oh, cherries. It's so good. That sounds terrible. Um, it does. But, hey, Helen Mirren is fucking amazing. She is. And I want to be her when I grow She's up. She's gorgeous. After I become Maggie Smith when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be Maggie Smith so hard. I do too. Her like, I don't approve of you. Every look in Downton Abbey is the best thing ever. Oh my God. And I want to be her as McGonagall, as the teacher. It's my goal. <laughs> and then when I'm old, I just want to be, yeah, I want to be Maggie Smith sitting in a fucking embroidered chair, just like throwing so much shit. Disapproving of everything with her like, yeah, it's Percy my, lip face. It's my hundred. It's my goal for life. <laughs> Plus, her husband is the hot, or her son is the hot pirate on the Black Sail show. I don't know. It's a good show. We're all about pirates in our house right now. Yeah. If you haven't noticed. I need to see what it looks like. All What's about his name? that booty. Toby Stevens. Toby Stevens. He kind of looks like McGonagall a little bit, except for like younger and a dude and a ginger, so you might like him. <laughs> you know, it's weird because. I was never, ginger. like, into gingers, and then, it, like, Jeremy, wow, no, he is attractive. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, we got, yeah. 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 Oh! <laughs> Three hot firemen walked into David's bridal. It's the beginning of a joke, right? And I was like, hi! 
can I help you? And they're like, oh yeah, we're here for the inspection. And I was like, oh, does the manager know we're having an inspection today? He's like, probably not. <laughs> okay. And so I went to the assistant manager and she like panicked because, you know, mm-hmm. shit's in places that shouldn't probably be in places. Right. And Like my covered over emergency exit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or like the wall of stuff in front of all the electrical equipment. You know, no big. Or our fire extinguishers that are two years out of date. You know, whatever. That's fine. Mine's <laughs> from 1974. It still works, right? <laughs> and so so they were wandering around. So all these women were putting on their, uh, you know, wedding gowns and getting dressed and stuff. And, and then being stopped by the hot firemen. Well, they were distracted by them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, understandable. Yeah. Hot firemen are hot. That's why they make calendars. That's funny. I'm sad. Why are you sad? No, it's funny. I have to take down my my emergency exit coverings before we have inspections at our school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's important. Right? Yeah. I feel like that. But my... Yeah, but then sun comes in my room... And I'm basically a vampire, and I fucking hate the sun. <laughs> and then it's going to shine on me, and then I'll burn. <laughs> I'm melting. Yeah. Mm. I just want to hide in the dark and Look watch some more Look at that cool-ass water bottle. That's a pretty cool water bottle. They were selling it at Ralph's. And it looks like the glass kind, but it's, it's plastic, plastic, so I won't drop it and break it. Because I will drop it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's why I don't have pla- I don't have nice things. <laughs> I don't have nice things either. That's why all of my nice things are in the china cabinet where no one can get to them because otherwise <laughs> between me and Chainsaw, like shit will get broken. She yeah. broke our salt and pepper shakers. Oh. You know the Vader and Stormtrooper ones? Oh. Yeah. They were like a wedding present. Oh. Yeah. Sucks. But now I guess I get to break out the tombstone and skull pepper shakers. So There you go. You know. Silver lining? Yeah. 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 Or the Mario one. We have so many fucking salt and pepper shakers. Well, there you go. You have enough that should last her a while, right? Uh, no, man. If she keeps going, I don't think she will. Have until like she's maybe two. I don't trust her. She's fucking shady. <laughs> so for dinner, mm-hmm. we had Korean food. Okay, shock. And I ate uh, kimchi, but then immediately after them... I ate Girl Scout Thin Mints, and so now I'm burping minty kimchi. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the worst. Every time I burp, it's a combination of mint and kimchi. And okay, it's... so here you go. Would you rather forever burp minty kimchi or the um, the dog food rotten egg from our Bean Boozled? Ooh, minty kimchi. Yeah. That's but, what I thought. But side note... This is not the first time I've been burping minty kimchi, and you'd think I would have learned from last time, because the last time I did it was actually at your work, and they had <laughs> the the bibimbap bowls one time, mm-hmm. and it had kimchi in it, and then afterwards I chewed gum, oh. and I burped minty kimchi, and you'd think I would have remembered that, but I didn't no. until tonight when I started burping it, and I was like, oh, this is familiar. Well, it's like you're talking <laughs> about like how childbirth, like you forget the pain, so that you're like... <coughs> Your mind can trick you into wanting to have another child. Another one? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's like that because you love the kimchi and the minty things. So yeah. your mind, like, <laughs> erased the last time oh, I'm so that they could do it again. Too. Nice. Yeah. I'll increase the minty kimchiness of your burps. <laughs> it's not good. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. I'm sad. Why? 
I don't know. Because, you know why I'm sad? No. Because there is no more fucking office. And I can't rewatch it again for like three weeks because otherwise it'll be too close back to back. Are there new office episodes? No, no. they're not, but there should be. Yeah. There really shouldn't be because like it wraps up nicely. Yeah. Um, but still. Oh, did you see, speaking of The Office, because that always comes up, um, <laughs> the, that uh, Ryan took Kelly to the Oscars? No. Yeah. Did he? They took it to, oh, yeah. That's adorable. It's super cute. That's cute. Uh, and then uh, apparently Twitter lost his shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article online that was like, oh my god, there was something that happened in the first episode of The Office that leads to everything else in The Office. And there were, it sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. Yeah, no, and it's totally bullshit. Um, and it was, in the first episode, there's Jim and Pam talking, and the boom mic drops a little bit into frame and then comes back out again. And they were like, this alludes to when the the sound operator ends up being in part of, like, a love triangle with them. No, it was like, the fact that it's, like, a shittily made PBS yeah, documentary. Yeah. And they were like, everything was so well planned and this is it. And I was like, no, no. those were the episodes where the show was going downhill and yeah. it has nothing to do. That's the part that everyone wants to forget happened and they just, like, gloss over that yeah. whole, yeah. Yeah. And like, they, they couldn't let the just be happy they yeah. had to like cause drama and they were like see and it shows that before Jim ever even liked Pam the sound operator liked Pam and it's like no Jim liked Pam before they started filming the series yeah for like ever yeah 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 basically since started working there yes no all the first episode shows is the um amazing restorative powers of hair plugs <laughs> <laughs> because like, we put the first episode on for Chainsaw when she was eating last night because she fucking loves The Office. Yeah. As she should. And I forgot just how fucking bad his hair yeah. was. Like, at the beginning. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how my hair looks all the no. time. Which is why I always freak out and ask Patrick I'm going bald. But, yeah. And then, like, you know, season two rolls around and it's yeah. like, chunk. Yeah. So much hair. Oh, they stopped greasing it. I think that's what really... No, it, like, mad filled in, too. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the first episode, he was really greasy, but then they stopped greasing it, and it's still super thin. And then the next season, it's like that fucking, was it, like, the Boswell from Fred oh, really? thing? <laughs> Where he's like, all of a sudden, I can go like this now. And he runs his fingers through his lush, new, like, pubic hair that's on the top oh. of his head. Mandy kimchi. <laughs> Oh. How do my lights keep burning out? Oh, it's so weird. I just replaced those. Because they get old and tired? No, but I just replaced them with, like, shiny, shiny new bulbs. <sighs> explains why it's not, like, bright light in here. It's fine. All right, you want to read stories? Since you're you yawning. Read stories. You're making me tired, and i got to go upstairs and paint shit. It's because I looked up at the lights and made me yawn. Um, <clears throat> excuses, excuses. Mm -hmm. No, but I'm making a little tiny box that looks like a necro Necronomicon. Really? And I made a necklace that's one. And I'm making a handbook for recently deceased boxes to store all my jewelry <laughs> shit in. That sounds cool. my last one. Yeah. So I have shit to do so I can't fall asleep. So no more yawning. Okay, I'm not, I'm okay. not tired. So do you want to go first or me go first? Um, mine is a little bit long. Okay. So you should go first. Mine's only a thousand words. Okay, you should go first. Okay. <clears throat> so, ready? So ready. I picked this one. So, this one is in honor of my dearest friend, Ashley, Aww. whose birthday just happened. So now she's Aww. not anywhere near old as fuck yet. 
Go one step closer. Oh my god. Thank you. Thank you. Did you see the argument I got into on Facebook? No. With a relative of mine who was like, you're 34. And I was like, I'm going to be 33. And they're like, no, you're going to be 34. And I was like, no. And they're like, it's I'm gonna my be, birthday. Yeah. I, I'm going to be 33. And they're like, uh-uh, 34. And I was like, I know what year I was born. I'm going to be 33. Yeah, uh, it was that's, awkward. That's, Sorry. I meant to tell you that. That's hilarious. No, I'm sad I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. So this one is called... <clears throat> The Rocky Horror Disney Special. Eee! Just for you. Yay! Mickey Mouse wears eyeliner. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. All right, this one is by Ophelia Frump from fanfiction.net. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so I picked this one again. I saw it today and I was like, just for Ashley. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> so, um... I want to go to Disneyland tomorrow, Columbia complained while clenched onto Eddie's arm. <laughs> Honey, it's far away and I don't have the money to buy the ticket, Eddie said. But there's only one 20th anniversary. If we miss Disneyland's 20th birthday, we'll have to wait five years for its 25th birthday, Columbia begged. Which is a lie, because they'll find an excuse to yeah. take your money every single fucking year. Yeah. Uh, no, said Eddie. Fine, I'll go ask Frankie. Columbia let Eddie go and went into the lab. Frank was working on his muscle man. Frankie, you want to go to Disneyland tomorrow? Working on yeah. his muscle uh-huh. man. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> That's my sexy answer, uh, Patrick. Chicka what? Uh-huh. Brown chicken, brown cow. That's how I get him. That's how I lured my man in. Yep. And then we had an argument about what it actually says because he isn't convinced that my brown chicken, brown cow is not how you actually say it. It's like, what the fuck, buddy? Sorry. <laughs> Um, I don't know what that is, and I don't care, said Frank. <laughs> All I care about is my creation. But I went to Disney's fifth birthday, tenth birthday, and fifteenth birthday. Columbia clenched onto Frank's back. I can't miss this one. Frank spilled the chemical onto the floor and yelled, Columbia, get off my back. I spent two days working on this test, t- test tub, I think it's test tube, and you made me spill it. Columbia stepped back and bit her lips. She started sobbing, and Magenta hugged the groupie. Relax, Frank, said Riff Raff. You've been working too hard. Magenta and I will clean up and redo the solution. You and Columbia go have some fun. Well, that was really understanding of him. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, he is secretly planning to kill him and go back to his home planet. So he yeah. can afford to be nice for once. Yeah. Fine, I will go to wherever land with Columbia, said Frank. It's Disneyland, Frank. Eddie, Columbia called out. Frank is coming, too. You still don't want to go? I'm in if he's paying, Eddie walked into the lab. We don't have to pay if we're using the teleporting machine, said Frank. It can't travel to another planet, but it works well locally. (laughs) So it's like a U.S.-based TARDIS. Well, not even U.S.-based. It's uh, U.K.-based. That's true. Yeah, she's spending a lot of fucking money to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's like whatever it would be in 1970. Six money, so. Yeah, I guess. No, by like the 20th anniversary, it's in the 80s. Is it? Or was yeah, it 1955? 60, wasn't it 60s? Was mm-hmm. it 50s? 1955. I don't it's my the mom. same oh, age as my 70s. mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Rocky War was made in 1976. Disney so. and your mom are the same age? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that cute? <laughs> All right. The next day, Columbia and Eddie woke up early to get ready for Disneyland. On the other hand, Frank slept until noon and didn't want to wake up until Columbia jumped on his bed. Frankie, wake up! Eddie and I will be waiting for you in the teleporting machine. 
I feel like it needs a better name. This is like so happy and poppy and upbeat. I know. I'd pick it just for you. Thank you. After waiting at the teleport device for two hours, Columbia said, Wait a minute, Eddie. I forgot my purse. After two hours, you finally realized you didn't have... Well, she's not the smartest. Right? She stepped out of the machine and walked to her room. A minute later, Frank walked into the lab. Let's get it over with. He pressed the button and stepped into the machine. Wait, Columbia's not on board, said Eddie, but he was too late. The machine had already teleported to Disneyland. Aww. Riff Raff and Magenta walked into the lab. Finally, it's only the two of us in the castle. How should we enjoy ourselves, my beautiful sister? <laughs> Anything you want, my dear love. Magenta touched Riff Raff's face with her hands and placed her tongue in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's gross. What are you two new, what are you two doing, Magenta? Columbia jumped into the lab, kissing. She unlocked Riff Raff's lips and answered Columbia. She unlocked them. Yep. Because he's got a key. Chink. And only her tongue is the key. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of drinks right there, by the way. Damn it, I was thinking we could have some us time, said Riff Raff. Magenta asked, Wait, why are you still here? I thought you just left. Left? Where's the teleporting machine? They left without me? Uh-oh. Columbia squealed. The phone rang and Columbia quickly picked it up. Frank, Eddie, where'd you two go? Come home now and pick me up. On the other side of the phone, Frank said, Now, now, Columbia, we're already in Disneyland. You know how the machine needs six hours to recharge itself. We won't be back until eight. Don't wait up for us. Eddie and I will have fun and get you a souvenir. <laughs> just see Frank and Werner wearing mouse ears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With one of the Mickey ice creams. <laughs> and a giant corn dog looks like a dick. Don't forget those. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 oh. Just like that. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but then they have to stay for fireworks so it'll get cold. So they'll buy one of those sweatshirts that has Mickey's front on the front and Mickey's, Mickey's back, back on the back. back. Oh. Or the one that says, like, I'm her Mickey, I'm his Minnie. <laughs> no, but they'll just get two I'm his Mickey ones. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> he hung up. He pressed a button on the teleport device, and it minimized itself into the size of a ring. Frank turned around and said to Eddie, I have taken care of Columbia. You have now to say it in a British accent. I can't. Remember we... You can. Remember my Boston accent? Yeah, Boston's harder than British. I don't know. They're all hard. Like his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. <clears throat> wow, I've taken care of Columbia. So Eddie's all to himself. Now let's have some fun. He grabbed Eddie's hand and walked into the crowd. They got onto the railroad and rode around the park. They enjoyed a few rides, like the Dumbo ride, Mad Tea Party, and Peter Pan's flight. <laughs> so basically, they just hung out in, a, in like, in fantasy, fantasy land. land. Hmm. Um, how come there's no Peter Pan in the Peter Pan ride, asked Frank. You were Peter Pan on this ride, Eddie clarified. I am the playboy. I watched Peter Pan with Columbia five times, and I still don't get it. Tinkerbell <laughs> loves Peter Pan, but all he did was use her as his flying salt shaker, said Frank. Unless he can make himself smaller and pleasure her sexually, she should have left him. Yeah. yeah. Solid. <laughs> Eddie rolled his eyes. It's just a story, Frank. Some people even asked Frank to take a photo with them, as Eddie explained. They may be thinking you're one of the Disney characters. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that weird, dark Disney shit. <laughs> They passed by the parade with a giant mice, dog, and ducks. 
When Snow White rode by them on her castle car, Frank said, My skin is fairer than hers, and my castle is bigger and better, too. How come there are more people cheering her? <laughs> She's not even wearing fishnets. They walked into a small... It's a small world. One of Disneyland's most romantic rides. Bullshit. What? No. Romantic? Those things, yeah, it's creepy, and all the dolls blink funny. I would not say it's romantic. No. It's like one of those tunnels of love that, like, tries to be romantic, and all you want to do is run away and, like... I've never been through a tunnel of love. I haven't either, but I just feel like that's what it would be like. Mm. Like, one of those things you can't escape, and it's fucking slow and creepy, and they all blink funny. Well, and despite, like, like they're all children. I couldn't get romantic in an area that's completely covered by tiny children. children. Yeah, like, know. that's just wrong. Also wrong is the fact that they're all apparently fucking British, despite the fact that 99% of the ride is not England. They're not they all British. They all have British accents. No, they don't. Most of them do. No, you haven't ridden it in a while. I did. I had to ride it like twice. I have a fucking tiny baby now. They don't. Yeah, they all sing Holly Jolly Holiday songs in British. English. Well, that might be their Christmas music, but Fine. the regular, it's a small world. Fine. At Christmas, they're all really fucking British. Fun fact, you can't tell an accent, a British accent when you're singing. Except that they still sound all British. They don't. They do at Christmas. They don't. Yeah. Okay, they do. They do. Whatever. It's still creepy and weird. It is creepy and weird. You agree or disagree? <laughs> All right. I'll agree that you're wrong. I'll agree that you're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I just went on that ride. Um, they will Let's see. They walk into It's a Small World, one of Disneyland's most romantic rides. No. Oh, Eddie, I'm having so much fun. I'm glad it's only the two of us. Frank kissed Eddie. Mommy, that man kissed the other man. A kid from the boat behind Eddie and Frank pointed in their direction. Nonsense. Men only kiss women, his mother said. The one with curly hair is a lady. She looked again and realized her son was right. She quickly used her hand to cover her son's eyes. Frank and Eddie didn't notice what was happening behind them. Eddie kissed back. Eddie, you're a great man. I love you so much, said Frank. Well, then why'd you kill him and put him in the table? He smiled and thought to himself, if only you were blonde and muscular, too. Well, it's not his fault. He's meatloaf. <laughs> After watching the fireworks yeah, oh, in his me. newly bought sweatshirt that I just added, <laughs> Frank turned to Eddie. Well, the device is charged and ready to go home. Frank said the teleporting machine. Eddie smiled. He'd had a great time. Wait, before we leave, we need to buy something. Frank stopped Eddie from stepping into the teleport device and said, I promised Columbia I'd bring her a souvenir. They walked into his store. Very considerate of him. Right? Yeah. So she like... <clears throat> He basically stole her boyfriend and her fun trip to Disneyland. Yeah. And was like, oh, I'll buy you something. I'll buy you something. Eddie put his hand in his pocket and took the money from his pants. I only have ten bucks on me, said Eddie. Frank pointed at the clearance pile. Oh, God. <laughs> Disney clearance. Uh, that's a lie. They don't have clearance no. piles. No, they do not. No discounts there. Right? <laughs> Minutes later, the teleporting machine reappeared in the lab. Eddie and Frank stepped out of the device. Magenta and Riff Raff were working in the lab. Where is Columbia? Eddie asked. In her room, Magenta said. She and Riff Raff were disappointed that Columbia was left in the castle. Is she wearing her mouse ears? She's probably sitting there sobbing, wearing her ears. Wearing her ears. Yep. The group walked to Columbia's room. Eddie knocked on the door. I'm sorry, honey. It was Frank's mistake. We got you a little something. Frank gave a mini mouse hat with a red bow to everyone in the room. Oh, Frankie, I love it. I forgive you, too, said Columbia. You did that way too easily, chick. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not the brightest. Nah, she could never stay angry for very long. Yeah. She put on the hat and started jumping on the bed. The red bow fell off. I am not getting you a new one. Frank grabbed Eddie's hand and escaped the room. Columbia started sobbing again. 
Magenta said, it's okay, you can have mine and Riff Raff's. She took the hat from Riff Raff and handed it to Columbia. He's Thanks. like, I wanted that. Right? <laughs> Thanks, Magenta. Columbia hugged the siblings. And she threw the hats on the bed. The bows from their two hats fell off, too. Riff Raff rolled his eyes and exclaimed, cheap knockoff. The end. <laughs> It's an origin story as to why she wears the Mickey Mouse hat during the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, origin story. That was fun. Thank you. So thanks to Ophelia Frump. It's a great name. Yeah, it is a good one. I liked okay. it. Cool. Yay. There you go. Cool. Disneyland and Rocky Horror, just for you. Just for me. Yeah. Thank you. By the way, it's really hard to find a Rocky Horror fanfic that doesn't involve singing. Mm. So, yeah. Because mm. there was a Rocky Hor- a Minecraft Rocky Horror one, Ooh. but it was all singing and... Uh-uh. Yeah, that... I couldn't do that. Ooh. All right. What's your story? Um... Let me Find lured it. it. I have to lured it. Uh, do you want me to tell you what it is, or do you want to just figure out what it is? Um, I guess I'll figure it out. That's always fun. Okay. So, then, uh, I guess I'll tell you the tale, or I'll tell you who wrote it at the moment, and then, um, this was written by Weaponized Potato. Nice. That is a solid, (laughs) solid name. Okay. Weaponized Potato wrote this. Okay. I'm ready. Prologue. Mm, Chapter one. Prologue. The End of the Rainbow. Wow, that good already? Rainbow Dash's dying screams echoed through the Pink Pony's thoughts. (laughs) She had been such a letdown. Even the little blank flank fillies and colts had held up better than the Pegasus. Pinky had been hoping to have a lot more fun with her. (laughs) What the fuck? So much for the most awesome of all, eh, Dashie? Pinky muttered to herself as she worked. She was almost done preserving her friend. Oh, God. A small twinge of sadness hit her as she carefully brushed Dash's colorful mane. She shook the feeling off. Rainbow's number had come, those were the rules, and Pinky had no choice but to follow. Besides, Dash had turned out to be one of the most delicious cupcakes ba- cupcake batches ever. The fuck? There! Pinky announced happily, leaping gleefully to her hooves. All done. Dashy, you look great, just like always. The party pony stepped back to properly admire her handiwork. It was great, if she did say so herself. Wow, wee, I did good. You can barely see the stitches. Rarity would be so proud of me. She circled the carefully taxidermied Pegasus. (laughs) Well, Rainbow... Dare I say you look 20% cooler than usual? Pinky snorted and succumbed to a fit of giggles on her own joke. She giggled till she couldn't breathe anymore and then put on her serious face. Now where to put you? She scanned her little dungeon, looking for the perfect place to keep her friend. Have to make sure there's enough room for the others, too. Pinky smiled as she spotted a long stretch of the wall that would be perfect to place... A uh, perfect place to pose all of her bestest friends once their numbers had come up. And we'll all stay together forever, Pinky cried, out gleefully pushing Rainbow Dash into her spot. I knew Pinkie Pie was fucking weird. <laughs> she is. <laughs> okay, have you guessed out what it is yet? <coughs> no? Okay. Chapter one. A royal conference. Cupcakes, so sweet and tasty. Cupcakes, don't be too hasty. Cupcakes, 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 cupcakes. 
and then it goes down a little bit. Okay. JJ trotted quickly through the BAU oh office. Oh my god, it's a Criminal Minds My Little Pony mashup. Oh, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I was scrolling through stories for like an hour and a half, and then I I finally got to this one, and I started laughing insanely, and Jeremy's like, you found a story, didn't you? And I was like, oh my god, I found a story. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so it's called... Um, the Party Pony. Oh, Profile of a Party Pony by Weaponized uh, Potato. This is even better than the one where Lorelai Gilmore dates Dexter, <laughs> or the one where it turns out that Pam is secretly the, this grand strangler. Oh my god, this, I'm excited. <clears throat> <clears throat> Dying. JJ trotted quickly through the BAU office. She was nervously checking around unsure things, ooh, to ensure things were in top shape. Her sunshine yellow mane had swept over to the side of her face to ensure she looked professional and capable. JJ usually didn't get up, uh, didn't get so up in a twist over guests in the office, but royalty didn't usually come calling either. Hotch assembled the rest of the team in the conference room, as per JJ's request, allowing the media liaison time to confer with the princesses. <clears throat> Reed, Morgan, and Prentice all stood sneakily peeking through the blinds at the bullpen. All three were taken by uh, uh, all three were taken by awe. Oh yeah, now I read that right. As two regal alicorns swept in, JJ bowed deeply. Princess Celestia, Princess Luna, Agent Giroux, Celestia greeted kindly. I wish we came with better tidings, but we have a very important case for your team. Of course, Princess. Shall I take down the details and talk to the team? No, Luna said, glancing towards the conference room. She had to fight very hard to keep a small smile off her face at the three pairs of curious eyes watching her and their elder sister, uh, her and her elder sister through the shutters. It's better we inform them directly. You having fun? I'm coming for you, Ashley. <laughs> As you wish, your majesties, JJ spoke nervously. If you would follow me. Celestia conjured a picture of a young Pegasus with a pale blue coat and a tomboyishly cut do we not? We don't say tomboyishly anymore, do we? It's not PC anymore. Cut rainbow-streaked mane. This is Rainbow Dash, the Daylight Princess explained to the profilers. Chief Weather Pegasus of Ponyville. Morgan leaned forward closely to study the picture. She was the winner of the best young flyer competition in Cloudsdale last year. She flew so fast she achieved a sonic rainbow. That's Dash, Celestia allowed herself a bit of pride to enter her voice. Then her expression fell. Rainbow has been missing for two days now. There's no trace of her anywhere. Oh, there is. In Pinkie Pie's basement. <laughs> the elder princess's voice began to choke up, so Luna took over in the briefing. Dash isn't the first to disappear either. Only a few days before Dash's disappearance, a little filly from the local school went missing. Twist. She's just a child. Only had her cutie mark for a month. Luna looked sadly at the screen as an image of a bright, happy young filly filled it. We all received the report from, still don't know where the Griffins are from. They're from Gryffindale. Uh, that a young Griffin who'd been visiting Ponyville never made it home. Her name is Gilda. Well, she was a jerk. She deserves to die. <laughs> uh, Princess Celestia had gathered herself again. As well as a few dozen other ponies in and around Ponyville just to up and disappear. A few dozen others. So she's killed 12, 13, 14 at least so mm -hmm. far. We want you, Luna addressed every pony with a quick look, to go to Ponyville and investigate. Any local law enforcement to work with? Rossi asked. 
No official police force, but my apprentice Twilight Sparkle is more than willing to help you. She's very intelligent, dedicated to her studies, and has agreed to grant you access to Ponyville Library, where she lives and works whenever you need. Celestia explained, she's been kind enough to take the liberty of booking you all rooms at the local inn. Sounds good. Thank you very much, princess or princesses. Hotch gave the royal alicorns a low, respectful bow. All right, team, get yourselves ready. I expect you uh, all to be ready in an hour. We're heading to Ponyville. The team is... Wheels up in an hour. The team assembled and was setting in for the journey when Hotch called their attention to the case. We need to start building a preliminary profile. With this many missing, I want to hit the ground running after, uh, after this unsep. Well, he doesn't seem to have a particular type, Rossi offered. Phillies, colts, mares, stallions, no accounting for age or gender. So he's diverse. Now there's a big question, Prentice began. What's he doing with them? No bodies have been found. No evidence to suggest that any of the missing are dead, Hotch said thoughtfully, though his expression remained that of the usual blank. Well, <laughs> obviously, he puts on their faces and has a little cookie dance. <laughs> his team knew that there was a part of him holding on to the desperate hope that these ponies may still be alive and safe. Though he hated to have the... Half though he hated to have to burst that hopeful bubble, Reed spoke up solemnly. But with this number of victims, I think we can safely assume that everyone's missing. Every every pony that's missing is dead. If he were keeping them alive, there'd have to be a sign of some pony by now. The number of missing is too extensive to assume they're alive. And if we were to be idealist about idealistic about it, the profiles of a kidnap and murderer are different. The statement was followed by a tense silence, broken only when Hotch sighed. Reed's right. So we all, uh, so we look at this as serial killings rather than abductions. JJ, he turned to acknowledge the pretty butter yellow mare to his left. You and I will go meet up with this Twilight Sparkle and get ourselves set up. Morgan and Prentice, uh, turn now, uh, he turned now to the dark brown stallion and the charcoal gray mare. Canvas the neighborhoods and talk to any of the uh, talk to any of the most recent victims' friends. See if any pony knows where she was heading when she disappeared. Rossi and Reed turned finally to the elder stallion with the graying salt and pepper mane and the gawky youth. Go to Rainbow Dash's house and see if there's anything useful. Each member of the team nodded their understanding, and the silences descended upon the BAU as each pony lost themselves in thoughts of the new horrors of pony kind they were sure to uncover in this case. The new horrors of pony kind. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's some serious shit right there. Load. Chapter Load. 2! The hunt begins. Twilight Sparkle stood by as the BAU ponies exited the train. She picked out their leader at a glance. He stood straight and tall, wearing a no-nonsense business suit complete with muted colored tie. He held an air of authority around him. His, eyes, uh, his dark eyes found her. He was alarmed by the inherent lack of humor in them. She'd never known any pony to have so little light. Twilight Sparkle, he approached her. He held a hoof out, all, all the while maintaining his lack of expression. That's me, the lavender pony looked at the agent's, uh, took the agent's hoof. You'd be Agent Hotchner then? That's right. He then turned to introduce the members of his team. These are Agents Rossi, Morgan, Prentice, Jero, and Dr. Reed. Twilight gave each pony a friendly nod as their name was said. How do you, uh, how do you like to do this? Agent Jero and I would like to go and get set up in the library while Morgan and Prentice do a quick neighborhood canvas, while David and Rossi and Reed are going to Dash's house. 
Twilight turned to Reed and Rossi. You'll need my help for that one. Dash's house is on a cloud. I have a spell that will allow you to walk on them. Sounds good, Miss Sparkle. Thank you. Rossi gave Twilight a kind wink. Oh, kind smile. Where did I get wink from? I, I think I read sparkle and smile and made it wink. I think somebody winked earlier, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> somebody has sometime winked at somebody. Twilight returned the smile. Just Twilight, please. Okay, let's see if I remember the spell correctly. She thought hard as she did. Uh, she thought hard, and as she did, her horn began to blow, glow. Not blow. It began to blow. <laughs> it didn't blow. Her horn it didn't did. blow. It blew. After a moment, uh, the light rescinded. Oops. The slight glow expanded, soon engulfing Rossi and Reed. After a moment, the light rescinded. Reed was inspecting himself, uh, expecting something to have changed. <sighs> did it work? He asked. Twilight grinned. Yeah, it did. Go see Pinkie Pie at Sugar Cube Corner. She'll lend you the hot air balloon to get you to Dash's house. Then once you get on the cloud, you'll be set. All right, every pony. Meet back at the library when you're done. Hotch gave his team a brisk nod, and each pony set off to their tasks. Rossi and Reed made their way towards Sugar Cube Corner. As they approached the large cupcake resembling a building, Rossi stopped. I think I'm becoming diabetic just looking at it. Reed pushed open the door and glanced around the shop. It was a homey, cozy little place. The agents barely made it through the entrance when they were suddenly accosted by a bouncing pink blur. Hi there! Welcome to Sugar Cube Corner! I'm Pinkie Pie! What can I get you today? Reed blinked in astonishment at the hyperactive pink thing. She bounded in circles around the room. He never heard somebody speak so fast. He couldn't entirely process her entire statement due to lack of breath she took. Rossi shook his head to reorganize his thoughts. He was just as taken aback by the overwhelming force that was Ponyville's number one party pony. Pinkie Pie, I'm da Agent Dave Rossi. This is Dr. Spencer Reed. A Miss Twilight Sparkle told us you could... The rest of Rossi's statement was cut off as Pinkie lettered a squeal of delight. You're the FBI guys. You're the ones that want to help find Dashy. She took a few more excited bounds around the room. Twy told me that you'd be the first ones coming. I'll get the balloon in a jiffy, but first have some cupcakes. Ew, it's all the rainbow <coughs> dash cupcakes. <coughs> I bet they have rainbow frosting. Wanna bet? Oh, God, they probably do. <laughs> is that a Rossi pony? No, he's scowling. It's obviously no. Hotchner. This one is Reed. He has his little man dog. Oh, it's Reed pony. Aww. And his luscious mane. Aww, he does have the best hair. I have been watching Criminal Minds over and over again, and I keep calling Jeremy in, being like, see, season three hair is so much better than season five hair. Do it, it totally is. <laughs> so, um, Sarah was trying to convince um, Chantal that Supernatural is, like, too scary for her. It's, like, so scary. So, so scary. And we're, and we're like, it's not fucking scary. And she's like, eh. I watch Criminal Minds, like, every fucking day, and I'm like, if you watch Which Criminal Minds, like, Supernatural is not Supernatural. scary. Yeah. Yeah. At least they don't have, you know, a weird guy that freezes people and then puts them in position so other people find them like they're dolls. Okay. Uh, Reed was having a very hard time keeping the bewildered expression off his face. Well, thank you very much for the offering, but... No, no, I insist! Pinky bounced into the kitchen just off the main store. She returned with a small tray of cupcakes in her mouth. She set them on the table by the agents. You're new to Ponyville, so take these cupcakes as a welcome. An idea seemed to strike the pink pony. She let out a melodramatic gasp. 
Her blue eyes went wide as she jumped up with a squee in ecstasy. Reed could have sworn he saw a light bulb go on in her head. I know what I'll do. I'll throw you guys a party. A welcome to Bonyville. Thanks for helping party. That'll be great. We'll have a cupcakes and ice cream and punch and play games and... No, no, no. Thank you, Pinkie Pie, Rossi said hesitantly. As lovely as that sounds, we're here to do a job and that's got to be our first priority. No time for parties. The agents froze in shock as Pinkie Pony's entire demeanor changed instantly. Her face fell, her eyes watered, her lower lip trembled, even her poofy pink curls deflated. No time for a party? She sniffled. Reed saw the danger and reacted as quickly as possible. Well, of course we have time for a party, he said awkwardly glancing at Rossi, who was staring at the younger stallion. Oh, a younger stallion as if he'd lost his mind. But why don't we hold off the party until after the case is solved? That way we can celebrate finishing it and you can thank us properly. In the blink of an eye, Pinky changed right back to the excitable, bouncy thing that she had been. Ooh, that's a great idea. And that way I have more time to plan and get things ready. I can make lots and lots and lots of delicious new cupcakes right then. She pushed the forgotten tray towards the agents. Now come on, have a cupcake while I go get you the balloon. Reed and Rossi both, look at, both looked at the cupcake tray. It was filled with blue iced cupcakes covered in rainbow sprinkles. Yep, he calls it. <laughs> they glanced at each other. The cupcakes did look tempting. It's only the cupcakes. How can we say no to homemade cupcakes? Rossi said with a shrug, reaching forward and grabbing one. Reed followed suit. The agents each devoured their cupcakes. They really were delicious. Just like Rainbow Dash. Just like Rainbow Dash. Chapter 3 into the clouds <laughs> this is chapter three into the clouds chapter three and not yet titled morgan and prentice trotted through ponyville a half hour in and neither seemed to have uh, have anything but well wishes and hope for finding the missing people alive and well or missing ponies alive and well morgan was staggered by the positivity of the ponies he had to remind himself not to that not every pony lived in the horrendous darkness he saw every day of his career he felt a horrible twinge of sadness as he realized that by the end of this case, this bright, happy, innocent village would be forcefully plunged into understanding the darkest natures of pony kind. Morgan had spotted a young Pegasus mare, a pale yellow coat with a light pink mane falling, to her uh, falling into her face. A cutie mark depicted three pink butterflies. Large turquoise colored eyes held a shining innocence Morgan had never seen in an adult before. He approached her and was alarmed by the sudden flash of terror he saw flit across those shining orbs. It's all right, miss, Morgan said carefully. God, he has such a nice voice. I can't even begin to copy Morgan's voice. Mm -hmm. My name is Derek. <clears throat> this is Emily. We're with the FBI. What's your name? The pink-haired mare said something in a whisper so small that neither agent could make it out. I'm sorry, Prentice said, kindly smiling at the painfully shy pony. What was that? Fluttershy. She whispered again, now audible enough to understand. Well, Fluttershy, we wanted to ask you if maybe you know anything about the disappearance of Rainbow Dash. Sadness overtook Fluttershy's delicate features. Rainbow Dash is one of my best friends, she muttered, looking at the ground. I'm so very sorry for your loss, Fluttershy, Prentice said consolingly. The Pegasus looked up into the elder mare, small tears forming in her eyes. The last time I, time I saw Dash, she was saying something about pranking, about a pranking date with Pinky. Oh, but I'm sure Pinky has already told you that. 
Actually, she hasn't, Morgan said thoughtfully. Oh, no, no, Fluttershy suddenly looked petrified. I don't want to get Pinkie Pie in trouble. You haven't, Prentice reassured her. I'm sure it just slipped her mind. Pinkie is pretty scatterbrained. Fluttershy smiled just a little, then her eyes went wide and she covered her mouth with a hoof. Oh, that was rude to say. Morgan couldn't help but smile at Fluttershy's absolute cuteness. It's all right. We have friends. Uh, we all have friends like that. Anyway, thank you very much for your help. You've been very helpful. I have? The shy little Pegasus seemed surprised at herself. Yes, you have, Prentice said and gave her a little pat on the shoulder. Thank you, Fluttershy. Have a nice day. The agents turned to leave when Fluttershy suddenly seemed to have discovered the concept of volume. Please find Rainbow Dash, she called after them. Yeah, because they can't end up together in all the other fanfics if Rainbow Dash is <laughs> right. a stuffed pony in the basement. <laughs> She's a stuffed pony. Morgan felt that terrible blade of sadness once again stab him. He knew he wasn't going to find Rainbow Dash alive, but he couldn't bring himself to harm the pure innocence of the yellow pegasus. He sucked in a breath and put on his best reassuring face. We'll do our best. <sighs> Not our worst. Not our worst. Reed held tightly to the sides of the basket on the hot air balloon, desperately avoiding looking down. Rossi sat opposite his young partner smirking at the doctor's discomfort. Y'all right, Reed? Not gonna purge that delicious cupcake, are you? It'd be such a waste. Reed glared darkly at the elder profiler. His face had taken on a nasty tinge of green. He would have retorted, but felt it unwise to open his mouth until he was inside Rainbow Dash's house, at least on semi-solid ground. According to Pinkie Pie's coordinates, we're right outside of Cloudsdale. Dash's house isn't far from here. Rossi glanced around. He couldn't see the Pegasus city of Cloudsdale. Uh, he could see the Pegasus city of Cloudsdale. He offered a smile and a friendly wave at a young Pegasus with a gray coat and yellow mane and brilliant yellow eyes that stared off in different directions. Oh, Stripamina. She was looking at the agents in confusion as she flew by. She seemed to lose her coordination and flew directly into the side of the balloon carrier basket. Rossi quickly leaned over the side and pulled her in before she could fall and hurt herself. Are you all right? Rossi asked in concern. Yeah, I'm okay, she said, pulling herself to a sitting position. Are you the guys who are going to find Rainbow Dash? She had a cute little, almost childlike voice. Rossi couldn't help but smile when he saw the pattern of bubbles as her cutie mark. That we are. Maybe you could help us out. Really? She smiled hugely, joy filling her odd eyes. No pony ever lets me help. What can I do? Can you direct us towards Dash's house? Yeah, sure. Here, I'll pull you there. It's not far. She soared out of the balloon and grabbed a rope hanging off the end of the basket. She then dragged the five times her size balloon towards a lone house on a cloud just on the outskirts of the main city. She, trained, uh, she strained herself at the weight of the balloon. The movement of the aircraft became choppy and erratic. The tinge of green in Reed's face had darkened considerably, and he curled himself into a ball in the basket to avoid purging his stomach contents on the unsuspecting citizens of Ponyville below. He smiled slightly to himself as he imagined the one in million chances that it would be Morgan walking directly under the balloon at that time. In the less than three-mile pull to Rainbow Dash's house, the bubble-marked Pegasus, the bubble-marked Pegasus, had managed to twist and turn and entirely tangle herself up in the rope, so she was stuck dangling upside down off the side of the basket. The odd placement of weight nearly upending the balloon entirely. As soon as the balloon touched the cloud, Reed leapt out, skidding on the fluffy surface, nuzzling his face appreciatively on it. 
Rossi, now horribly shaky from the ride, took a moment to re-solidify himself before he and Reed turned to untangle the Pegasus. They managed to undo the rope and she stumbled onto the cloud. Thank you so very much for the help. Uh, Rossi realized he never got her name. I'm Derpy, she said happily, of holding she a is. She's Derpamina. I'm Derpy, she said happily, holding out a hook. Well, thanks, Derpy, Rossi said, shook her hoof, uh, and the Pegasus took off, flying loops back to Cloudsdale. Rossi and Reed looked at each other in amazement. There were some interesting ponies. Not much here, Reed commented, looking around Dash's small house. It was basis. I think they mean basic, mm. with a small kitchen and a bit of an entryway and a little bedroom. Dash doesn't seem to have spent much time here, just a place to sleep and eat. Rossi was in the bedroom looking through Rainbow's dresser. He didn't expect to find anything useful. He tried to hold a bit of optimism, but only but the only case-breaking thing he could find... It was a dildo. <laughs> this, early into the game, would be a note saying, I was killed by, insert, uh, honicidal psycho... <laughs> Ponicidal psycho's name here. Ponicidal psycho. Ponicidal psycho. That's my new band name. <laughs> sincerely rainbow dash and well that just wasn't going to happen his eyes scanned over the small bookshelf in the corner loaded with the complete volumes of daring do adventures he grinned a little bit he knew those books well on the top shelf was dash's trophy for cloudsdale's best young flyer a picture of a philly rainbow dash and also a missing uh, also missing griffin gilda at a junior camp uh and an ornately framed photo of six smiling mares Rossi recognized Pinkie Pie and Twilight Sparkle. There was also a regal-looking white unicorn with deep purple mane and an orange mare wearing a cowboy hat over a sandy blonde mane, a pale, pale, uh, pale yellow pegasus with a light pink mane. They all looked happy, Dash grinning, uh, standing on her hind legs in the background on forehoof resting on Sparkle's head. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> and heavy. Yeah. Rossi smiled, faded, when he remembered that Dash would never smile like that again. Never stand with a group of happy friends, never run home, never even finish the Daring Do series if the book missing from the shelf was any hint of how far she was. He felt saddened by this. Every victim awoke these feelings in him. An innocent, happy life stolen from a good pony. It was unfair to see such a light snuffed out. Oh, hello. Reed said from the next room. Rossi trotted in and was surprised to see a flying tortoise. Well, not really flying. He was harnessed to a helicopter track contraption that was allowing him to become airborne. He was hovering at eye level with Reed, who was staring at him in confusion. Must be Dash's pet, Rossi uh, commented, approaching the airborne reptile. He looked at the small name tag on the animal's neck. Well, hello there, Tank. Tank the tortoise smiled at the agents, then looked down expectantly at his empty food bowl. Oh, you haven't been fed since Rainbow Dash disappeared, right? He asked the reptile, not really expecting an answer. He was taken aback when the tortoise shook his head no. Wait, what? Rossi, or Reed exclaimed. Some pony has been here? If some pony had been in Dash's house, then the evidence may be contaminated. Reed pulled out a cell phone from the satchel he carried. Setting it on the counter, he began dialing Hotch's number when the door opened. Tank, a small, distinctly female voice called out, time for lunch. Rossi and Reed poised themselves as the pink maned Pegasus from Rainbow Dash's picture entered the room. Upon seeing the agents, she let out a terrified squeak of dismay. 
Miss, we're with the FBI. We're going to have to ask you to go outside for a moment and wait for us. We have questions we have to ask you. Rossi asked to the traumatized-looking mare. She squeaked again and slowly backed out of the house. Reed, go talk to her. I'll I will finish up in here. The younger agent nodded and followed the Pegasus outside. He found her nervously hoofing a cloud. A blush of fear and embarrassment was dusted across her cheeks. I'm sorry. Nervously hoofing a cloud sounds a little bit dirty. <laughs> nervously hoofing a cloud. Cloud hoofing. Yeah. They warn you against that in school. <laughs> they do. I've seen a poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss, I'm Dr. Spencer Reed, he said, approaching her slowly, not wanting to startle her. You're not in any trouble, and I just have to ask what you're doing here. Feeding Tank, of course, the Pegasus said. Since Rainbow Dash has been gone, no pony's been around to take care of the poor deer, so I've been coming and feeding him every day. What's your name? The young mare stood down, uh, stared down on her hooves and muttered, Fluttershy? Reed tried not to smile too much at her. He was reminded quite a bit of how he himself had used to be. Uh, Very shy and withdrawn, confident only in his intelligence, as she seemed to be with animals. Well, Fluttershy, you have, been, uh, you have to understand that there may have been evidence in the house that we could have used to find Dash. Fluttershy let out a gasp of horror. <gasps> oh no, are you saying I ruined the investigation? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to be helpful. I didn't see, uh, it didn't seem right to let an innocent animal like Tank suffer. Oh, I didn't mean to mess things up. And after all, those agents told me I helped them too. She probably would have. Fluttershy. <laughs> she probably would have kept going if Reed hadn't. Uh, if Reed hadn't silenced her with his mouth. <laughs> uh, hadn't held up a hoof to hop. <laughs> so this is gonna go to a spinoff where um, Reed and Fluttershy uh, did the deed. I that would be. Read that. That'd be exciting. As long as they're both ponies, it's fine. Yeah, well, they are, obviously. Yeah. Because they are trotting around. I'm just going to keep that one and keep, like, not doing that sense. Other agents, you've already spoken to someone on the other team, or on our team. Yes, Agent Morgan's Magent Morgan. God damn it. Magent Morgan. <laughs> Perhaps Sarah will read the last chapter. Oh, yes, Agent Morgan and Prentice. Rossi came out with Tank flying alongside him. The older agent held the tortoise's food bowl in his mouth, which he placed at Fluttershy's feet. Well, it looks like there was really nothing to have found anyway, so no harm done. Why don't you take Tank home with you, and you can care for him there? Really? Fluttershy smiled. Oh, thank you. I'm so sorry I almost messed things up for you. Not at all. Fluttershy, was it? No harm, no foul. And you've already helped our team. We're all good, and you're free to take home Tank. Okay, bye then. She picked up Tank's bowl. When she looked back at the, uh, she picked up Tank's bowl when she looked back up at the agents. Admiration and appreciation shining in her innocent eyes and said, Thank you so much for coming to help my friend. And with that, she lifted the bowl, uh, lifted the bowl, and she, along with Tank, the tortoise, flew back down to Ponyville. With an appreciative look as she left at Dr. Spencer Reed's finest. <laughs> uh, we should have asked her for help with the balloon, Reed asked, glancing around apprehensively at their only way back to the ground. Derpy was sweet, but I'm not letting her help us with that again. That's probably wise. Can't trust Derpy. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're on chapter four. There's two more chapters, but each of the two chapters get longer. Okay. Oh, no, wait. No, this is chapter five. This is chapter five. Or chapter four is the last page. 
You still get to keep going? I'm so confused. Wait. So there's chapters four and then six and then, f- wait, what? No, no. It, so there's five pages. Okay. But there, okay, so it says there's five chapters and there's five pages, but there's actually only four chapters because the first chapter was a prologue. So it doesn't really count. Okay. So it's it's like prologue, so chapter one, on... two, three. We're on the last one. Okay. Um, And it's, it's a little... It's like the same length of the previous one. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Yes, because I can't get my words to be correct. Okay. My words are wrong. It's my fun. mouth is stupid. <clears throat> Chapter four, next number. Pinkie Pie bounded around her dungeon. She was just told the next number. Mrs. Cheerily from the school was her next playmate. Pinkie Pie couldn't be happier. She'd always adored Cheerily and was sure they'd have great fun together. There was also the matter of the FBI ponies. Pinky knew she should be worried about them poking around, but couldn't help but look at their presence as a new kind of game. It would be fun to dodge around them and throw little tricks and clues their way. She's so psycho. I love it. Right? <laughs> it's like chess, clue, and hide-and-seek all in one, Pinky giggled joyously. She plopped out on the floor next to Rainbow Dash. Those two agents I met enjoyed your cupcakes, Dash, Pinky happily told her friend. I knew they would. You were absolutely scrumptious. <laughs> she waited a beat, looking over at Rainbow Dash's expertly preserved form. Meat Her cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and they're like Mrs. Lovett's meat pies. But those are supposed to be savory. Yeah. That's like, true. cupcakes are supposed to be sweet. There's you... a lot of sugar in them. Blah. Yeah. Her cyan coat's uh, sleek, colorful mane, soft, amethyst eyes reflecting, sorry, staring blankly ahead, eerily reflecting the light in the room. With that artificial shine in them, one could almost believe Rainbow was still alive. Pinky sighed. Not much of a talker nowadays, eh, Dash? She then rolled onto her back, giggling. A few moments of insane laughter, and then Pinky left to her feet. <laughs> Time to go see Miss Cheerly. JJ and Hotch had just finished setting up their mu- murder boards in the Ponyville Library, <laughs> When the rest of the team walked in. Find anything useful at Dash's house? Hotch addressed Reed and Rossi first. Nothing but a flying tortoise, Rossi said with a casual shrug, earning him strange looks from the rest of the team. Excluding Reed. Dash's pet. We turn him over to Fluttershy. Oh, I'd forgotten all about Tank. Twilight Sparkle's face hoofed. It was a good idea letting Fluttershy take him. She'll take good care of him. We met her too. She was the only pony to give us anything useful, Morgan said. What did she tell you, Hotch asked, grabbing a marker in his muzzle and trotting to one of the boards. <laughs> Apparently, the last time she spoke to Dash, she mentioned having a pranking date with Pinkie Pie. Hotch turned to Reed. Did Pinkie say anything about that? Reed answered immediately, having remembered every word spoken at Sugar Cube Corners, or at least every word that wasn't spoken at the speed of sound. <laughs> no, she didn't. But she seemed very... Reed found himself, not for the first time that day, searching for the right word to associate with Pinkie Pie. Eccentric. She probably didn't even remember. Pinkie is kind of odd, Twilight confirmed. And if Dash never showed up, it may have slipped her mind entirely. Fluttershy said the same thing, Prentice pointed out. Still, Hotch said, some pony should go talk to her again. She may very well have been the last pony to see Rainbow Dash. Oh, if only you knew, Hotch. <laughs> I'll go, Rossi readily volunteered. Maybe she'll give me another cupcake. No. The team had collectively rolled their eyes until Morgan seemed to clue into what Rossi had said. She had cupcakes, he said hopefully. <laughs> Aw, don't cry cheerily, Pinky consoled her, the older mare. 
Shirley was chained down in her mane in her mane in disarray, her deep purple coat slathered in her own blood. A chunk of flesh was missing from her flank where Pinky had carved out her cutie mark. <laughs> Tears streaked down the teacher pony's face, slowly etching lines through the gore that had splattered across her cheeks and muzzle as Pinky had worked. She'd been overjoyed when Pinky had offered to bake cupcakes for the class and hurried right over to Sugar Cube Corner to set everything up. She'd only turned her back on Pinky for a second when she felt a dull pain in the back of her head, a moment before the world swam around her, descending into unaware darkness. She'd awoken confused, disoriented, and unable to move. As her eyes adjusted to the grim lighting horrors <laughs> of the life which cheerily had never imagined surrounded her, she'd struggled against her bonds, causing the chains to bite brutally into her flesh, and screamed out for help. The mutilated bodies of her own students, her friends, and other innocent citizens of Ponyville hung around her like some macabre, deco uh, macabre decor out of a demonic home sense magazine. <laughs> That's an amazing sentence. Yeah. Her eyes darted desperately around the dungeon, searching for some way out of this nightmarish hellhole. They landed on what Nightmarish. Nightmarish. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You said it. They landed on what at first... Hey, it was tight, man. I just read. What at first appeared to be a live pony standing against the wall. She cried out to her, begging for help. Then, as she began to make out who the pony was, cheerily pale in disbelieving terror. Rainbow Dash? What was she doing down here when all of Ponyville and the FBI was searching high and low for her? What was she a part of? Then Pinky entered the room. She smiled at Shirley. Oh, you noticed Dashy, huh? She trotted towards the still stationary Pegasus. Did I do such a good job? I never considered myself a taxidermist, but Rainbow turned out great, right? It was then that Shirley began to cry. She knew in that moment that she was going to die. That rhymed. The shock of betrayal was almost more than the physical pain Shirley was suffering. She whimpered hopelessly when Pinky turned back towards her, the kitchen knife in her smiling mouth. In a slash of silver, the harsh steel came down on Shirley's shoulder. Her you got the fun chapter. <laughs> her scream bounced off the gore-caked walls, reverberating in her own ears. She felt her muscles and tendons being torn apart from the by unrelenting metal. Warm blood flowed down her foreleg. The pain reached unbearable heights as Pinky hacked through the nerve endings. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Shirley shrieked louder than she thought she was capable of. Then the world fell away into bleak, blissful, numb darkness. Cheer Pinky finished her work on Cheerilee's shoulder, leaving the teacher's left foreleg hanging onto the rest of her body by a small scrap of dangling flesh. She sighed when she realized the elder mare had passed out. At least she held up better than Rainbow Dash. Pinky knew it was time to end Cheerilee's part of the game. She considered forcing her awake with an adrenaline shot, but decided to allow Cheerilee her numb ignorance. Pinky lowered her head and bit into the purple pony's mane, raising her head. Knife held in hoof, she dragged the blade across Cheerilee's throat and allowed her life to drain away. Pinkie Pie is fucking She's brutal. She's fucking crazy. She is. Hello, Rossi called as he and Morgan trotted into Sugar Cube Corners. He could smell something baking in the kitchen. He was the always hungry Italian part of his mind home. Pinky would offer them some fresh cupcakes. Pinkie Pie? Ooh, Agent Rossi! Pinkie bounced out of the kitchen, spots of cake batter dotting her grinning face. Need more help with the case? How can Auntie Pinkie Pie assist today? Auntie Pinkie Pie? Auntie Pinkie Pie? 
Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, she bounded in circles while Rossi took a moment to wrap his mind around the fact that he was at least a decade older than her. Oh, you're not Dr. Reed. I'm Pinkie Pie. Who are you? Um, Derek Morgan. He watched, he answered watching Pinkie bounce. He saw what Reed and Twilight meant by eccentric and odd. Is that how she always walks? He mused silently. Pinky, Rossi said gently, laying a hoof on her shoulder, forcing her to stop bouncing. We have to ask you a couple questions. Do you have a moment to talk with us? Well, sure I do, Pinky said happily. Just let me get those cupcakes out of the oven. Can't let them burn for the, therefore the foals at the school. Oh, gross. Oh, she's going to feed them their teacher. That's oh, so wrong. That's gross. Pinky is the fucking worst. <laughs> Um, Rossi felt his hope for food wither and die, only to be delightfully rekindled as Pinky returned with a last of the rainbow-sprinkled cupcakes from before. Here you go, have a cupcake, she said, plopping into a chair across from the agents. Rossi bit into his cupcake as Morgan began the interview. Pinky, we were told that Rainbow Dash was on her way to see you the day she went missing. Is that true? Pinky inwardly cringed. How do they know that? She hadn't told any pony she was seeing Dash that day. These profilers were better than she'd been giving them credit for. Yeah, Dash was supposed to come by and we were going to bake and go pull some pranks, but she never showed up. I was so angry that I wasn't going to let that meal ditcher have any of the cupcakes I was making. Then after a while, I wasn't angry anymore. And by the time we all realized Rainbow was missing, I had forgotten all about it. So you never saw Dash? Re Rossi asked slowly. Something was off. In the way Pinky had responded, he noticed the slight tensing of her facial muscles, the way she no longer met their eyes, how she very subtly scooted back in her chair, putting some extra distance between herself and the agents, and the small bead of sweat that had appeared just at her hairline. She was hiding something. Just, however, just whatever, however, the profiler wasn't sure. Morgan had noticed something strange himself. Pinky, may I ask why you colored the cupcakes this way? There was a little pony in Pinky's head that was screaming and raving at this muddling <laughs> stallion. Outwardly, Pinky merely looked politely confused. Morgan saw the metaphorical question mark floating over the, her head and elaborated, Well, they're colored like Rainbow Dash. He held his cupcake up, blue icing like her coat and rainbow sprinkles like her mane. Oh, that, Pinky said, doing her best to seem casual and keep the shrieking pony in her head locked up. I made them we realized Dash was gonna... It's kind of, I made them when we realized Dash was maybe gone. Yeah, I'm going to go with gone. <laughs> it was kind of my own little tribute to her. She always loved eating my cupcakes, so I made her some dashy cakes. Uh, Morgan fought to keep his eyebrows from rising. He hadn't missed the way Pinky spoke like Dash was dead and gone, even though there was no official statement about, um, from, that made, wait, even though there had been no <laughs> official statement made about believing Dash was dead. Okay. But both agents nodded their understanding and the little pony and Pinkie Pie calmed down. They seemed fooled for now, but Pinkie knew she'd have to come up with something to toss their investigation in a new direction soon. She knows more than she's letting on, Morgan stated simply as he and Rossi trotted out of Sugar Cube Corners, heading to their hotel for the night. I know, but is she intentionally lying or just... Rossi once again found himself struggling to find the right words to match the pony. Morgan, however, understood Rossi. Hard to say. She's without a doubt one of the strangest ponies I've ever come across, and she seems honest. But we both know that seeming honest and actually being honest are two completely different things. Rossi nodded. 
Sometimes he hated his job. The life of a profiler left much to be desired. Constant jet lag, rarely getting to sleep in your own bed, and inconsistent hours made it nearly impossible to have a life outside the job. Three ex-wives had proved that to Rossi. <laughs> then there were the victims, the innocent lives stolen, the empty shells of a lifeless pony left behind. Dead weren't the only victims. Friends and family left to mourn were just as victimized. Their lives shattered by loss, wounds left behind that never truly heal. And finally, of course, the killers, rapists, kidnappers, and terrorists themselves. <laughs> pony <laughs> monsters dotting, right, trotting undetected through society, hiding their desires and impulses in the shadows of death. And that day comes for every profiler when they can no longer stand against the darkness and stare into the abyss of pony kind's most hidden nature. The job eats at a pony slowly eroding at them, tearing away their sensitivity, making them callous and unfeeling. Rossi knew that he, the day he could stand over the dead and feel nothing was the day he would leave the BAU and never look back. If he allowed himself to stop caring and truly stop fighting for those who were stolen from the world, he'd no longer be a pony. He'd be a pathetic shell of a stallion he once was. And that's a life not worth living. And that's it. <laughs> we'll never know if Pinky Pie got away with it. When was it written? Maybe, maybe we'll know. We don't know. I want to know what Pinkie Pie 2012. Said. Oh, man. Oh, weaponized potato. You're killing me. Right? See, like, one more chapter, man, where, like, Rossi and, and sorry, Morgan and Reed figure out that Pinkie Pie is a fucking psychopath and then storm in there where she's about to hack up Rarity into Rarity Cakes. <laughs> Rarity Cakes. Yeah. It was good, though, huh? It was, it was a solid one. <laughs> you did a good job. Good job, Weaponized Potato. Nice. Who hasn't written anything since 2011, 2012. Still, solid. Solid. I mean, yeah. Solid. <laughs> Conceptually, super solid. And, and like, graphically Oh, terrifying. yeah, it got fucking dark. <laughs> I mean, you said it was going to get weird, and it did, but not in a sex way, in a what the fuck is she cutting off her flank for kind of way. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird. Yeah, I mean, you had some cannibalism. Yep. Had some, you know, serial killerness. Had something for everyone. Had ponycidal psychos. Ponycidal. <laughs> did you write that down? I did. Ponycidal psychos. I did what I made my ponies. It's awesome. New yeah. t-shirt, ponycidal psychos. Yeah. All right, I think that's cool. it. I think we're, we're good. good. Yeah. Next week we'll do some more shit, play some more games. Yeah. Till then, Instagram. I've been sucking at that. Yeah, well, you well, know, yeah, I've made all the tweets. Well, I mean, so. like, technically Instagram <laughs> is Hannah's job, and she's falling down. Yes, well, yeah. I said I'd do Twitter, and I haven't done anything. That's okay. So Hannah is, like, on social media all the time. She's just fucking Instagram that shit. <laughs> I, she's I, dancing I, around tonight wearing, like, some kind of mermaid outfit. Like, what she could do cool. is post some goddamn shit for us. But anyway, check out our Instagram. It's sad. Find us on Facebook. <laughs> I don't understand the Facebook site. Don't bother with Twitter because Ashley never <laughs> tweets. Uh, but send us some new fanfic. Pretty soon we're going to have my It one finished. I'm excited. So we can read that. I'm really excited. Yeah. My Pennywise, the dancing clown, the the golden years. I'm excited. Yeah. The golden. With the golden girls. Oh my God. He's going to watch the golden girls. <laughs> Is he? He's just going to sit there with his fucking mug. 
being like, Blanche is my spirit animal. <laughs> Please. He's totally a Sophia. Yeah. She's scared. Yeah. She wants to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's fucking old as shit, so. Yeah. Anyways. True. Yeah. Okay. Plus, didn't, like, in it on a totally, like, random side <laughs> note, when Beverly goes back to, like, find her dad and she thinks that... Like, her dad's yeah, still there. Yeah, the old Kirsch. lady. Yeah. It's just like, my father came over. Yeah. Totally father came over from Italy yeah. with fucking Sophia's parents. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. I love the audiobook of it. So good. <laughs> fucking Stephen Lover is a genius. Uh, yes, for those of you out there, if you like listening to shit, which obviously you do if you're listening <laughs> to us right now, the It audiobook is amazeballs. Yeah. I mean, it's like 400 hours long. Yeah. I literally could read, like, 200 books in the time it takes you to listen to it, but it's really good. It's not hyperbole. She could literally read 200 oh, books. if I read one more book, I'm at 200 for the year already. <laughs> it's awesome. I Yay! know, right? I'm going to, yeah, do a little dance. <laughs> what's, 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 cool what's your, <laughs> um, what, what, what's your new book series that you're reading? Because you read your Christian Cruise murder Oh, yeah, series. those were weird. Um... So I've been on a trashy romance kick, and then I left that one because um, I just couldn't take any more, like, bad boys, you know, who turn good from the love of some, like, woman. That's weird. Oh, yeah. That never works. Right? But, so I love those, like, cozy mysteries that take, like, four to five minutes to read. Mm -hmm. For you. Uh, Yeah. But I found paranormal ones. So they're cozy mysteries, but with a witch. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. So I've been reading those. Where they're like, it's a town in, I don't know, Michigan that was like losing its income and revenue. So they rebranded themselves as like a, um, like a spooky town with witches and stuff. So like half of the shops have like spooky witch themes or like haunted themes. But oh. there's like one family that actually are witches. Oh, like practical magic. And they have a crazy, crazy grandma who likes to wear like leggings and tops, and all of her leggings have like inappropriate shit on them, like dragons that are breathing fire like right at her crotch <laughs> and things. Um, and whenever she's mad at them all, she like curses them to smell like bacon or grow a mustache <laughs> or oh. only be able to turn right, like random shit. That's, those are good curses, though. Right? I yeah. appreciate curses that don't actually hurt you, but just make you, like, really, really inconvenienced. Right. You know? I yeah. like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's what I've been reading. There's, like, 11 of them. What are they called? I read all 11. They are called... Hold, please. Hold, please. Body, ba, 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 body, ba, ba, I don't have the girl weeping even stuck in my head. Way the fuck. So it's the Wicked Witches of the Midwest. Series. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Uh, yeah. So as you can see, like, so this is my There's like shit that I've read. Yeah. No. So I read like historical books. Okay. And then I read trashy romance. Trashy. And then I read the gender game. And then I read this series. Um, starts with recurve. That's about like elementals in the woods outside of like. Hmm. Portland or some shit. I don't know. Okay. But there's like fire ones and earth ones and water ones and they're like having drama. They're actually pretty good series. And then um, some Patricia Cornwell. Oh yeah, it's about the guy they think is the Ripper. There's so many theories. I know, but it's really good and it's like an like animated. Yeah. So when you go through the maps, like it zooms in and zooms out. Oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, and then the Wicked Witches of the Midwest series. 
And then this really... Um, oh, and then there's the another whole series about a witch that are cozy <laughs> mysteries. And then there's ones about a psychic who sees dead people. And yeah, I'm at one more book and I'm at 200. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's because I don't fucking sleep and I've been sick. Well, and you read very, very, very quickly. That's true. I had two books today during lunch. Yeah. Yeah. That's All right. Very quick. Okay. We good? So that's it. Yep. We're next, same bat time, same bat channel next week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. We had a sign off. What was our sign off? Go back through the pages. Uh, this is the brand new book. Oh, no. Because the old book was like. Where's the old book? I don't know. I just, this one was on top, so I grabbed it. But where's the old one? It's probably over there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, sign off is. Um, something, something, something. Do shit. <laughs> Do shit. I feel like it was do shit. Probably. Go do shit. <laughs> Go do shit. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.